Good evening. Welcome to the View from the Rim podcast. Actually, my View from the Rim podcast. It's the 4th of February. Uh, Tonight we're going to be discussing the continuation of the Article of Faith discussion um, with the Ninth Article of Faith. As a prelude to that, I'm going to talk about priesthood blessings and the prayer of faith, which I had touched on last time. But as I've been thinking and praying about that issue, it's been really on my mind. I did want to add a few things. The first thing, of course, is that the priesthood authority in giving a blessing without the faith of both the priesthood holder and the recipient of the blessing is unlikely to to uh, be successful. I'm not sure how else to put it. It's You're not going to make the connection, and I'll remind you, as I did last time, as I said last time, that even Jesus, the Son of God, when he visited his city, Nazareth, his home city, where he grew up, was unable to perform miracles there because of the lack of faith of the people. Just think about that for just a moment. The Son of God was unable to perform miracles because of a lack of faith. So faith is extremely important. Now, prayer faith can also perform miracles in and of itself. Uh, as one petitions the Lord, asking for his help. That in and of itself can bring a miracle based on the faith of the person asking. The difference between that and a priesthood blessing is that in a priesthood blessing, and for those who are not familiar with that, Uh, term uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, priesthood holders who hold the correct authority, which is the Melchizedek priesthood, have opportunities to give priesthood blessings. And they could be blessings of healing. They can be blessings of comfort. They can be blessings for someone as they are um, being set apart to do a new calling within the church. Or they can be a blessing when the baby is born or when someone is confirmed a member of the church. Now, the distinction between the prayer of faith and a priesthood blessing is in the prayer of faith, the the person offering the prayer asks the Lord, for help. And if they're asking in faith, what the, they will be dictated what they should ask for by the Holy Ghost. A priesthood blessing, on the other hand, asks for nothing when the blessing is pronounced. The person pronouncing the blessing is at that moment literally 
a mouthpiece for the Lord in that circumstance. And if they are in tune with the Spirit, they will pronounce no blessing that is not specific to what the Lord's will is. A priesthood blessing in and of itself requires a good deal of faith on behalf of the person who is pronouncing the blessing as well as the person receiving it. So I just thought I would throw that in there. Speaking of prayers and and prayers of faith, I have great concern over, as I read about people who are turning away from the church, meaning the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but also I see in this world that people are turning away uh, from their faith elsewhere. It's not a problem unique uh, to the church of uh, to the restored church. A little bit different. Uh, I mean, and those people who walk away from their faith, very rarely do they show up in another congregation somewhere. And that that's been preying on my mind, simply because. When somebody that I know personally turns away from their faith, I'm always asking myself, what more could I have done or said to help them, to help them see the light of the Savior? And that one I'm working on still. I receive comfort from the Lord on this issue. Um, but sometimes we are a little impatient, aren't we? All right. Um, yeah, I know I am. Perhaps you're not. Probably not. But I know I am. The ninth article of faith, which actually ties in to a little bit to the question. We believe all that God has revealed, all that he does now reveal, and we believe that he will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the kingdom of God. The Articles of Faith were given... Um, over, well, 180 years ago or so by the prophet Joseph Smith. And it's very interesting uh, the way he says that, that all that he has revealed, that he does now reveal, and that he will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the kingdom of God. When President Nelson was set apart as the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and prophet, seer, and revelator for the church. I'll, I'll be honest. He 
literally did look like the weight of the world was on his shoulders. If you go back and look at that original press conference. However, by the time of, and that was in January of 2018. And by the time of the April 2018 general conference, he was a different man. He wore the mantle of the prophet very well, and he did not waste time. He started revealing many changes, not to the doctrine of the church, not to the doctrine of the church. It's very important to state that. But changes to policies and how things are done. In October, the same thing. In fact, uh, we look back now. In October, there were two key things that happened. Um, well, they all center around the same thing. In April, we uh, introduced the concept of ministering uh, as opposed to the old check a box home teaching where you say you visited somebody or you visit somebody and you call it good. Now it's ministering to them, to individuals, not to check a box, but to grow within yourselves the love and, and grace of the Savior Jesus Christ and to share that with others. In October, they reduced the meeting block for the church from two from three hours to two hours. The theme was we were uh, changing how the church as as an organization operated from from a church centered. Um, dispensing of doctrine, policies, teachings, etc., to a home-centered, church-supported, where, and the program Come Follow Me, which was to be used to teach in the home. Now, little did we know, two years ago that there would be a pandemic and that the pandemic would be so extreme that church, as far as attending in a building, was going to be cut off for several months. So we had, well, about a year and a half to prepare of teaching lessons to our families, applying those lessons to our families. Not that we weren't, shouldn't have been teaching before, but there was renewed emphasis on the majority of the teaching would be done in the home. How prescient was that for the revealed world, word of the Lord through his prophet? At the time of the dedication of the Rome-Italy temple, President Nelson hinted 
that there would be a lot of changes forthcoming. Again, not changes in doctrine, changes in policies, changes in the structure, perhaps, of certain ordinances. And without going into details, I would just say that, for example, the uh, presentation of or the instruction of the endowment within the temple was revised. Now, whenever you have start having significant changes, um, in 2019, we had a reversal of a policy that had just gone in just a few years before regarding the status of children who lived within the home of LGBT um, parents. That was a pretty uh, shocking to many people uh, position that was taken. Now, nothing has changed as far as doctrinally goes, but the tolerance and I shouldn't say tolerance, the need to accept people as who they are, which is that they are children of God. Regardless of their status, for us, it's not to judge. And we should welcome all who have a desire to seek him or to hear him. I had a leader when I lived in Twin Falls at one of our leadership meetings once said to us, he said, Brethren, if I don't smell cigarette smoke, in the back of your chapels, you're doing something wrong. For those that don't know, tobacco is one of those um, products in the, the in in the health code or the word of wisdom is prohibited. What he was trying to emphasize to us is that we need to unconditionally love all who seek out the Savior. Of course, that's easier said than done because none of us are perfect. And so we always have to keep our minds focused on the one who is. Because his love for them is unconditional. And so whenever there are significant policy changes, there's always some kickback. In 1890, um, President Wood, uh, Wilfred Woodruff 
who was president of the church at the time, issued what's called the Manifestos, now Declaration Number 1 in the Doctrine and Covenants, where plural marriage or polygamy was no longer sanctioned by the church. Did you know it was that long ago? That would be a hundred and, what, 30 years? Yeah. And yet, what do people always associate members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with? This polygamy. My guess is that in that time, there was a lot of kickback on the church acquiescing to the law. Of course, this was after the, uh, the Reynolds decision, which uh, affirmed the government's right to um, ban polygamy. Um, and Utah was seeking to, and they, the government had essentially taken the church into receivership. And Utah was trying to become a state, and there was no way that was going to happen. But it was, but they persisted in the practice because that was what the Lord wanted. But then the Lord said, enough. In 1978, which just two, well, three years ago almost, celebrated the 40th anniversary, the prophet received a revelation granting access to the priesthood to all worthy males, which specifically um, blacks had been excluded from the priesthood. That revelation was necessary. Many people criticize today, 40-some-odd years later, for it taking so long. But there are other people who had become so accustomed to how things were, not necessarily because they were racist, but because it had been that way forever, it seemed. Not forever, of course, in reality. That it was hard for them to accept. To this day, there are people who are uncomfortable with changes in policies and procedures. Not doctrine, mind you, but policies and procedures. But President Nelson said we're only getting started. He said, get plenty of rest and take your vitamins. This man is, uh, I believe he's 96. Until two years ago, he could be found skiing in the uh, uh, area around Salt Lake City. Snow skiing in his 90s. Of course, as a former heart surgeon, 
he knows all about health and the importance of taking good care. All that he has revealed, all that has now been now being revealed, and all that he will yet reveal. Just like Amos 3 7 said, God does nothing without telling it to the prophet. Next time will be Article of Faith 10. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a question or just a general comment, just go ahead and let me know. I'll be glad to take it under advisement and, and try to get it answered for you. Until then, have a good night. I testify to you that God has his prophet on the earth today. And that God is not sleeping. He is well aware of what is happening here on earth. And I testify that in the name of Jesus Christ. And this is my view from the rim. Good night.